So currently, bottom of the six, five nothing Yankees. Judge hit a three-run shot. John Carl Stanton hit a solo shot. Luke Voigt hit a solo shot. But the story of the day, and most importantly, over the last week, since August 14th, um, it all started with a video that got pretty big on social media. A lot of views, a lot of attention, and this is one of those heartfelt, sad stories that should, and this is why sports is great, because it creates moments like these. Mason Faroli, and I hope I'm saying it right, if, if I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sorry. Three-time appendymoma brain cancer, and a one-time spinal cancer survivor. You know, that's just incredible. Go on his Instagram, Mason Faroli23. He also has YouTube. And he's also on Twitter. He's been on Instagram a lot longer than on Twitter. But to go through all that is impressive. And he's also a California kid. Very, very big... 49er fan, very big Aaron Judge fan, and Kyle Froley, I'm guessing is his brother or his father, on August 14th, got him an Aaron Judge card, and to see the pure joy on his face is why people fall in love with sports, is why people have passions in life. He looked at that card as it was gold. You know, that's why kids are great. They don't take everything too goddamn seriously as we as adults do. And they see the pure joy in, it, in its life. So to see him see that card as if it was an amazing card in the world. He sees his hero on that card. His favorite player on that card. That's awesome. And Yankees are in Oakland facing the A's. For the right time. And today. Him and his family. Got to meet Aaron Judge. Two minute video. Two minute like maybe five plus ten seconds. Is going around on Twitter. And. He spends the time with him. And he, he, he probably spent more time than on the video. But. Showed him the card. Showed him a ball. Talked to him. Greet him. Took the time. And professional athletes don't have to do stuff like this. But they do it. And it's great. He just, even though he already had him in a fan, he had he has a fan for life. Mason's going to remember this for as long as he lives. And he's not dying any, anytime soon. With, with everything he's beat so far, he's a fighter. He's awesome, and it's just a heartfelt, touching story that if you hate this kind of story, you have to be just a straight-up sicko and just a sad human being that something like this cannot touch you, and even just the other day, and something not so serious, you know, with, with the Angels, Joe Adele, they're a young prospect. Hope, hope, hopefully future star for them, threw a ball into the stands. 
it hits a kid's cup. So then, so when Joel Dell comes out for the next inning, he has a bat with him, takes to the field, and gives the bat to a kid. He didn't have to do that. He he didn't knock the drink over on purpose, but but he recognized wow, a kid just lost his drink. Parents probably spent ten eleven dollars for that drink. Let me go give him that fan for life. But go go follow Mason Feroli twenty three on Twitter, same as Instagram, and also All Rise Foundation who made this happen. And all athletes do stuff like this, and it's great. It's something special. It makes these kids have one moment. And just like that's why I love Make-A-Wish. Where, you know, or, or, or when ESPN does my wish. It takes, whether you're a kid and you just suffer a hard life, whatever you're going through. It gives moments like these just hope reason to keep fighting or even just to have that little bit of time where you just get to be a kid you don't got to think about your fight you don't got to think about what you're going to you could just say hey this is something pretty cool so mason keep fighting stay strong and just keep being you buddy that is a fantastic story and mason is awesome and just Looking at the videos, um, just seeing the pure joy. I mean, it's like you said. This is why we fall in love with sports. This is the reason why we love sports. You know, we love sports for moments like this. We love, um, we love um, these type of moments. Now, Aaron, Aaron, like he's gonna like Aaron just got fan for him for life, and for the moments like this. And, 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 and to give a family a bit of, like, joy, too, because think about it, like, you know, he's, you know, 14 years old, go, going through all these awful, like, surgeries and survivals. I mean, you're, you're a kid, and you have to go through, like, you have to be at the hospital, you have this and that and this and all those and cancer and surviving all this, you know, it proves that Mason has the will to live, he has heart, he has determination, and the fact that he got to meet his favorite player it's awesome and for that family to have one little moment of pure happiness after going through hell I think it makes all of it worth it I love org- I love things like that I love Make-A-Wish that's why I have respect for John Cena who give- who gives the most Make-A-Wishes out of any any person who does it you know love these type of things and I love these type of stories because these stories need to be told more often there's always terrible things in the world. There's always awful things that we unfortunately have to talk about on on this show. But moments like this is just take. It makes me realize why the why I fell in love with sports, why I love playing sports, and why stories like this, as you know, as awful as the kid has gone through his life, there's always silver linings. And the fact that he got to meet his favorite player is a lasting moment that he'll have for the rest of his life. Well said and fantastic point on John Cena. Um, you know, Garrett Cole just got two in the strikeouts, became the fastest Yankee to do it. David Cohn had it at 25 starts. 
Today is Garrett Cole's 24th. And it's awesome. You know, Rays, Rays won today. Red Sox won today. So Yankees need to hold on to this game. They need to win top seventh, five nothing. I'm not I'm not calling a game, especially how last night happened. So who knows? And Sean Murphy was the strikeout. Um one one thing I noticed about this streak not not only did it make Michael K so cocky by the way they opened the K show today with with all we do is win, you know All I do is win, win, win no matter what. He started talking about maybe doing it now on wins and even even fans on Twitter are saying, Oh, Yankees winning, da 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 Yankees winning. No, even before the streak, you know, you know, you would have people say, "Oh, oh, Yankees winning tonight." Yankees. But now it's like you're starting to expect it, and when you get into that rut, it's going to make the loss hurt you. Every day of the streak, I've been doing the same thing. I don't expect the next streak. Honestly, I expected the streak end. And in Atlanta. I truly did. And I'm positive. That we are not leaving Oakland. With this streak. Now the Yankees need. To stay on the streak. Especially. Because Tampa keeps winning. With this streak. With the 12 game. Win streak. And even if we hold on tonight. We only gain. Three games in the division. All right, that's that's crap. You you hear you hear a twelve game win streak. You're thinking, what kind of a division lead do you got? Four game lead, five game lead. No, and that they, they only gained three games or two and a half in the wild card. You'd also think, oh, we'd have an eight-game lead for the first wild card, nine-game lead, seven-game lead. So even that's still close. So Yankees need the streak, and if the Yankees lose between tonight, Saturday, and Sunday, they also need the Orioles to have a miracle win. But honestly, who expects that? And looking at looking at the rest of the race schedule. They have a few hard teams, but they also have easy teams. A nice hit by Anthony Rizzo, who has to start getting it going. So, at this point, sure, mathematically, the AL East is in play, but miracles would have to happen, alright? Out of the 34 games the Rays have left, I tweeted earlier, low bar, 99 more wins for, for the rest of the season. High bars, between 105 through 107. And that's realistic. That's not just being that. That's not just me being crap fan just to be crap fan. It's it's realistic. The Yankees don't even have eighty yet. So even even with their high bar number of probably ninety five plus ones, they're not gonna get that. So you know, I think ninety two is realistic. And 
another another part about the streak. Let's say the Yankees leave Oakland with this streak. Okay? Get in dangerous territory. Just like you didn't want to be that team to give the Orioles their first win out of a losing streak. You don't want to lose your winning streak to the Orioles. So, it's better to lose now. And this is why, too... Bill even admitted he didn't want the perfect regular season. He wanted to lose a game. You want to know why? Because if you don't lose, you can't get better. Because you think you don't have to do better. Keep doing the same things that you did today and they'll keep working. So, the Yankees need to lose. And the, and, and they're going to get at least 12 more losses. So they're not going to win the rest of the season. That's something I can personally guarantee. But they they truly need at least 10 more losses. So this way they know what to work on. They know what to do differently. And so the, truly the only really good thing about the streak. And if, if, you're, if you're on Twitter you'll agree with me. It made Twitter peaceful. Because when the Yankees lose, Twitter's crap. It's the worst it's ever seen. Uh, uh, uh. Nick, you want the Yankees to lose? What type of fan are you? You're not a real fan. Yankees gotta win all the time. Bite me. That's, <laughs> but that, but that, but that, that's what... That that that's what all the sickle fans were like. If you don't want the Yankees to win, then you're not a real fan. Boo, fake fan. Boo. Go scratch. But, but look though, um, Yankees are playing fantastic, and I'm, I'm Yankees are gonna lose eventually. Whether they lose the next two games, or you know, or they lose the the Angels. You know the Yankees will have will lose a, a game because they can't be winning this at, at this historic clip. That's I, I can't see that happening. And you're right. Imagine the streak ends, and don't forget Baltimore's last win before they beat the Angels. You know who their last win was against? You know who their last win was against? You guessed it. I was there, Cat Knight. The the New York Yankees, and that's when the Cat. The kitty cat. The cat that apparently changed the Yankees' fortunes. So, yeah. So the Yankees got to continue to win. Um, they, not win. They, 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 they got to continue. Their, even if they lose, at least continue to play good baseball. Because it's one thing to, it's one thing to lose where, like, all right, man, you know, it was a good game. You know, one hit didn't go your way. But if you lose and you just play terrible baseball, you know, that, that'll bite you. And here's the thing. Hold on, hold on real know. quick. Side note, I just returned on the game because apparently Giants-Braves is in a delay. Roy, the Royals have tied it up. 5-5 five, five in Seattle, top of the first. Go Royals, go. Now, no Yankee fan will admit this, but you remember that awful start the Yankees did? Right. That will be the key. One of the reasons why if the Yankees don't win the division, that's going to be the reason why. That 
and not beating up on Baltimore. Tampa is 16-1 and one against Baltimore. The Yankees are like 6-4. and four. That doesn't get it done. That don't get it done. Tampa does a good job of beating the team that they're supposed to be. The Yankees have done a terrible job of beating the team that they're supposed also to be. Also, too, last year, in the first that's... Time. That's that's why they made the playoffs last year too, because they went nine and one against Baltimore. There so, you go. You, come on, like <laughs> you got you gotta beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I'm sorry, like you wanna you you wanna praise the Yankees for having this winning streak. That's all well and good, but the Rays beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and and you have to look at the Rays for their standpoint. They they have the the. the like the fifth, like probably the second or third lowest payroll in the major leagues. They have a sixty million dollar payroll, and somehow, some way, they keep produce consistent wins. Why? Because they have a good organization, a good general manager, a, 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 a manager that follows the analytics, the players that believe in the analytics, and the Rays keep doing the Rays things. And remember, if Juan DeFranco turns out to be, you know, a stud or a star, they'll trade him too. They'll trade guys that they know that they'll have to pay. They'll get top prospects, and they'll do the same cycle over and over and over again. So the Rays continue to win because the Rays beat the teams they're supposed to be, while the Yankees don't beat the teams that they're supposed to be. And if you would have beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and if you weren't blowing all those awful saves, then the Yankees were probably leading the AL East right now. Yeah, uh... If if the Yankees hold, they'll go back to four back of the East. If they hold, they'll go back to plus three in the wild card. Oakland will now go to three and a half back of the second wild card, which is big for the Red Sox. If the Royals can win, okay, the Ma- the Manners will go back to four and a half. And at this point, the Blue Jays now are in a dangerous spot to where they're six and a half back out of the wild card. Cleveland is essentially done at nine. Angels, even if Trout came back, they're probably done. So, Toronto, you want to win a couple in a row and you want to get the five. Seattle can't get the five. Oakland can't get the five. Once those once those two teams get their get their five, it's it's gonna be Yankee Sox and hopefully Yankee Stadium. And you know what? This is something I originally didn't think of, but this is why it's good to hear sports talk shows because it it helps you out with thoughts and views. Michael K said today the Yankees may not have the luxury of pitching Cole in the wild card game. Red Sox might not get to have the luxury of pitching Sale in the wild card game because those two may need to pitch the last weekend of the series. So let's say Garrett Cole, which would be kind of unfortunately good for you, Garrett Cole could potentially have to pitch the Saturday in the Bronx <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Rays. That that could potentially happen. So if that were to happen, 
and Yankees hold on to the first wild card, you're now going to pitch Jameson Tyon, which I think is not a problem. But in a wild card situation, if he pitches how he pitched last night, after three shutout innings, Aaron Boone is still having him in the fourth. Even after the two solo home runs. Now, the bullpen may be up after the second home run, but that's still going to need tie on the face two or three more batters, or at least two. Maybe they'll pick off a little bit and waste some time, but that could be the kind of game where you could lose out real, real quickly. And even with the streak, there's been some games where Yankees scored quick right off the bat, scored easy. And as Kansas City has bases loaded, two outs, top of the fifth, Sean Doolittle is on the mound. So hopefully we're asking some runs. That can be very, very dangerous. So to me, I try to avoid Cole. And this is me pitching Cole if you're within one in the division. If you need the win to hold on to your wild card spot, you, you can't get to. That's not good enough for me. You need you need to be in the Bronx. You don't want to have to be in Fenway Park and possibly losing and have to hear your team sucks throughout the whole entire game. You know, and 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 I'm I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm gonna be the first one to say it. If in that wild card game, they're at Yankee Stadium, and any brain dead moron says F Altuve, you know what? I'm gonna lose it. I'm going to lose it. We'll probably get blocked on Twitter for twelve hours. Because it is a wild card game. It is a playoffs. You do not focus on Jose Altuve. Who's going to get to play three games at least in the ALDS. Okay? So, no F Altuves. Unless you're playing the Astros in the playoffs. Other than that, shut your mouth. And even then, um, I remember the Yankees trying to F Altuve. When Altuve was in the Bronx, but you know who had the last laugh? Altuve. Altuve hit the home run off of Chad Green and ultimately won that game. You know the Yankees won the series. Yankees fans on Twitter, oh, F. Altuve, F. Altuve, Altuve sucks. Altuve hits a game-winning three-run home run off of Chad Green. So, again, I I wouldn't say F. Altuve, even if Altuve was was, you know, was, was in the Bronx. And and as far as, like, Derrick pitching on Saturday would benefit me, I mean, it doesn't really benefit me, but it's my birthday week. So if it does happen to benefit me, I can't say no to that. But all kidding aside, listen, to me, here's the sweet spot. When it comes to the Yankees-Tampa um, Bay series, you, Yankees got to be at least within two games. You gotta be within two games. That's why it's important for the Yankees to be within two games. If there's still four games by the time the Tampa series is over, then you gotta force focus on getting the wild card. But to me, 
you gotta be at least within two to a game and a half, somewhere in that two to one game range, with going to that final game of the series. That that series against Tampa has to be for the division. You gotta be within striking distance for that division. Because if you're not, that is a problem. Because to me, if you're within striking distance, then you would pitch call one of the games to make sure that you get that means you get the game. And if you're able to take the series from Tampa in that last game of the season, then you get the division. But you have to be within striking distance. If you're not within striking distance, then your next focus is you gotta get you gotta get the wild card. First and second, bottom of the seventh, Jolie Rodriguez on the mound, Matt Olson at the plate, one out, one one count. Um, a couple more things before we wrap it up. Very close to the NFL season. Mason is a 49er fan. What are a couple of things Mason should be really intrigued, hopeful for, and stuff that you think he should be looking for for this up-and-coming 49er season? Well, first things first, um, for the 49ers, um, Mason... Um, Shannon, you're in good hands with Kyle Shanahan, number one. Number two, um, Joey Bosa and the defense should be healthy. So you got the defense to look forward to. Um, you got, you got... You mean Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick Bosa. Joey, Joey's with the Chargers. You got Nick Bosa, back, healthy, and ready, and ready to roll. That's number one. Number two, you also, you also got, um... You also got, I believe Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback. You got Trey Lance. I think he's going to be great. Hold on, 5-2, base hit, uh, Joey Gallo, overthrew, wild pitch, catch it, couldn't back to the pitcher fast enough. And this is what I'm talking about, man. It's 12-16, I'm not in the mood for a marathon uh, game. Tighten it up. Continue. You got Trey Lance is gonna be a good quarterback. You have, your offensive line is healthy. You got good re, you got good receivers and um you know and Kurt um and um and Devo Samuels. You and you also got arguably if he's not the best tight end, a top two tight end in George Kittle healthy. So you got a healthy 49ers team. You should have a good season. Um, I know the the NFC West is gonna be competitive with the Seahawks and the Rams and the Cardinals, but you know I have had faith. Trust in Shannon, trust in John Lynch. I think the 49ers are going to be battling for a playoff spot, and they should be able to make the playoffs because they're they're just good when healthy. So look forward to a good season. Jimmy G is going to start, but ultimately Trey Lance is going to light the world on fire. So look forward to Trey Lance, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, and that defense. Great, great breakdown. And... At what point, say the 49ers start 3-5? and five. Mm. You know, say they're within the, within the Seahawks, but at 3-5, and five, when, when do you think the conversations start about Trey Lance? They're three and five. They're weak. That will be week eight. 
I think whether whenever their bye week is is when is when that's when you start to prepare for Trey Lance. Um, if you're if you're three and five at the point, this is when you start to talk about you know Trey Lance. So look, you know, looking at their looking at their schedule right now is that they yeah they. When they have a bye week is when you're start, you're thinking okay, um, and they have an early they have an early bye week which is weird. Bye week, their bye week's in week five, so this is one as an early bye week. So at that point, if they're like in that, if they're in like that under five hundred record, that's when you start the conversation about trailing. So and that that's when you have the conversations. Until then, you start Jimmy G. You you see what he has, you know Jimmy G's I believe twenty four and eight as a starter. Um, if he's winning you games, then you don't bring the kid in. If um, if Jimmy G's inefficient or he gets hurt, then you bring in Trey Lance. All right, let's do a quick win loss for Mason. Start starting their season against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. W easy W. Eagles in Philly. Another easy W. Packers at home. That's a loss. Seahawks at home. They're home. Because they're home, I'll give them a W. At Arizona. That's a loss. Colts at home. That's another loss. At Chicago. That's a win. Cardinals at home. That's a win. Rams at home. Rams, that's a loss. Ooh. At Jacksonville. That's a win. Home at Vikings. That's a win. At Seattle. That's a loss. At Cincinnati. That's a win. Home at versus Atlanta. That's another win. At Tennessee. That's a loss. Home versus Houston. That's a win. At Rams. That is a loss. And, more importantly, let's say they're at week five. Do you see them making any trades? I could see them trading for another... Edge rush of the competent Nick Bosa, and I'm gonna say right now, week six, I think I think Jimmy G will be ineffective, and I believe Trey Lance is going to get the start. So that would be home against the Colts. Wow, that would be a pretty. But if you were. You know what, at home would be a good day to break him in, but if he was going to break him in, wouldn't it be better against the Jaguars? I think the reason being you want to start now because I think Jimmy G will be so ineffective that they don't want to wait for Jaguars. They want to just get him now. And remember, once you go to the kid, there's no turning back. So, then wouldn't... 
it all depends on how effective Jimmy Garoppolo is. The only reason why I'm pushing towards the Colts is only because Kyle Shanahan has an itchy trigger finger, and he's not going to wait until the to, 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 to Jaguars. He wants to give Jimmy the benefit of the doubt. He's going to keep riding, keep riding, and then he'll get to a point where, I right, this is going to be the day. This is going to be the day. Gotcha. And because we found out the opposite was starting, I originally had Drew Locke as one of my 1-32 through 32 quarterbacks. So now, now Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter, which is bad news for Giants fans. Very bad news. you much rather face Drew Locke, by the way. So now your expectations for a Week 1 win may have to change. But I had Drew Locke at 31. Bridgewater is not. A ranking 31 quarterback. So, he's jumping over all the rookies. Jumping over Tyrod Taylor. Jumping yep. over Andy Dalton. Jumping yep. over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. It's not a massive jump, but he's over Joe Burrow. I truly believe he's over Sam Darnold. Better than Jimmy G. And... For this, I want you to give a fair, unbiased analysis. I, I am fair. I, I know where I'm going, but I just want your opinion. Who would you rather have? Bridgewater or Daniel Jones? I still don't know what I have in Daniel Jones. I know what I'm getting in Teddy Bridgewater. If I had to pick right now, I'm going to take what I know in Bridgewater over what I don't know in Daniel Jones. So for this, I will take Bridgewater only because Daniel Jones' turnovers still bother me. Holding on to the football, he has not done that, still bothers me. And Bridgewater can take care of the football, and he cuts down his turnovers. For that, I will take Bridgewater over Jones until Jones proves that he corrected those mistakes. Okay, so for me, I'm putting him at 19. That's fair. Right under Derek Carr. So I also have him jumping Jared Goff and Tua, and those two reasons, Tua, mixed bag. He's had sparks of greatness. He's had moments where it's like, okay, guy, who are you? What quarterback are you? Jared Goff. Other than that one shining moment of taking this team to a Super Bowl, what's Jared Goff? No one knows and, who he is. And Jared Goff benefited because the Rams' defense was was spectacular. And when now, and and remember what Bill did. Bill neutralized the running game and said, all right, Jared Goff, if we're going to lose, it's going to be because of you. And Jared Goff didn't get it done. Yanks just got a nice double play that they needed. So before we wrap it up, with your 1 through 20, would you put Teddy Bridgewater in your 1 through 20? And if so, who are you taking out? Daniel Jones is out. I would put that actually changes a lot of that changes a lot of my one through twenty because 
after Teddy Bridgewater was named the starter. And Jameis was named the starter, too, actually, which I totally forgot. I have to rearrange my top 20. I would say Bridgewater would be... Bridgewater would probably be number 19 as well. Daniel Jones would be out. Um, I would probably... I And... Yeah, I would probably put Daniel Jones out, and I put um Bridgewater at number nineteen, and and slide um Carson Wentz to twenty. You know what? The fact that you just said that, I'm looking at this list. I don't even have Winston or number seven on here. Yeah, it was just it was just announced that to that Jalen Swenson is a starting quarterback over, which means I have to redo my top twenty actually. Yeah, I would, I would, I would have to too. So, 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 you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll redo one through thirty-two and one through twenty right before kickoff, so we know every quarterback. But even just looking right now, I'm not putting. I'm not putting Jameis Winston one through ten. No shot. No, he's not. No, not yeah, I agree. Not, 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 a not shot. even eleven. Not through, a shot. Eleven through fifteen. I would yeah. consider putting him over Goff and Tua. I also would consider possibly putting him over Carr, over Bridgewater. I don't know. So even in this instance, Carr would also be knocked down a peg as well. Um. <laughs> But but I, that's that's something we'll definitely definitely. I'm gonna have to redo my top through twenty, and after and I will say that some Browns fans, I might have to reconsider where I put Baker. You'll find out before kickoff. And one last quick thing, Mason, stay strong, buddy. Keep the fight, please. And you know what? This is something I didn't even think to think of. But but this is why James is my co-host. He he said it, and I just want to slap myself for not thinking of it too. No one ever thinks about the victims or the patient's family, whether it's them being the all smiles and keeping good spirits, or battling with the doctors, battling with the insurance paying for the surgeries, maybe fundraising to churches and your neighbors and your loved ones, you know, going down with the ship when it's going bad, flying high on moments like this. It's a lot. Whether it's maybe building wheelchair ramps or spending money on extra special equipment, which they don't mind doing, of course, but it takes a toll. Maybe maybe you think to do redo your finances, get a second mortgage at a house, go into debt, but you do it because you know you do for family. But it really is a lot. So credit to Mason's parents, to to Mason's immediate family and, and even his other relatives who are in that fight and Mason knows he has people that he can really rely on. So, Mason and the rest of the Faroli family, and I hope I'm saying that right, way to go. Keep it up. Mason, 
bat you 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 battle cancer so far. Excuse me, you you so far you may cancer your bitch. So keep it up, keep fighting, and definitely look forward to what you choose to share with on social media, the good and the bad, and and just I thought it was pretty cool too that you were. I guess being prepped for surgery and going, you know, and you had the baseball on your chest, that just shows how much you love the game of baseball, that you want that memory there with you. And that's just awesome. I agree, Mason. Keep up the good fight, brother. We love you. We're here for you, man. You know, I know you don't know us, but I hope you listen to this and say, hey, man, you're a fighter. You're strong. And to the family, you know, continue being the rock for Mason. I know, I know days are long and it's hard. And I understand it takes a toll on you as well. But continue the good fight, you know. And Mason, continue keeping that smile. Make cancer your bitch and continue fighting, man. You got a whole life to live for, man. Mason Strong.